0: We are recording recording in progress with Dr. Mark Sherwood on Tuesday. I have my window open because it's warm in here. And of course, as soon as we start the show, horn starts honking, whatever Tuesday, April 18th, 2023 at five or six p.m. Eastern time, guys, if you want to support the show, click on the little red button. That's local. So you can support the podcast or you can go into the description buy the merch, those are all my graphic designs, you can support the podcast. But enough of that, Dr. Sherwood's been on here once before, and because you're a very patient man, you put up with my rescheduling last week, but now we've got it going. Dr. Sherwood, please introduce yourself, sir.
1: Hey, Tommy, thanks for having me. Um, Dr. Mark Sherwood, naturopathic doctor. Um, Yes, old school intro. Uh, I was a former police officer for 24 years, SWAT team for 10, uh, been a professional baseball player, bodybuilding champion, traveled around the world with the world-famous power team years ago. Um, we've written three number one bestsellers now, and I'm an naturopathic doctor. And we've produced five full-length movies and uh, more to come. And, uh, and, Tommy, we're just here to try to help people. That's, that's our biggest goal and mission in life.
0: All right. Well, just going off the top of my head, for someone as accomplished as you, and if I could be so cocky, I'd like to say I'd I see I see myself in that, and hopefully to continue uh, later on into life, continuing to uh, to achieve and to accomplish and to push myself. One thing that's been bouncing around my head lately is I've never regretted working hard. I always love achieving difficult things, and I have no aversion to it. But I've been thinking more lately: is there something I'm I'm covering up and I don't even necessarily feel this, but just as a thought experiment, is there something I'm covering up by just constantly pursuing and working? Am I using that as an outlet to, you know, you go to the gym and you you, you can get out some like anger or frustration or whatever. That's a great outlet. But I often wonder if, am I using life itself as an outlet to cover things up? And I want to ask you that because you're obviously older than me. And you have more wisdom with that. Is there, is there any emptiness there, or does it just get richer and richer? No, I think
1: if, if we're very honest and transparent, Tommy, there's, there's pain. You know, the greatest teacher in life is pain. Um, I was telling you before we went live about one instance of pain in my life, where my mother committed suicide back in two thousand and two. The irony of that, and as I was traveling around the world, uh, talking to students and any crowd that would listen, uh, in part and including an anti-suicide message. So, I mean, you just like wow. And then, you know, I've been through a lot of troubles and traumas in my life. You know, seeing people um, die uh, in front of me, um, seeing people take their life in front of me. You never get those thoughts and images out of their head. And and I've I've been wounded. Uh, beat down, told I couldn't. and and that's just transparently saying that pain is the is something we're trying to still trying to band-aid over and in my own life. I honestly, you know, I I wonder what it is that drives me sometimes, you know, because it's like you know, it's always the next mountain to climb. and I, I suppose on one hand, Tommy, that's good because you're you're in the mode of achieving. On the other hand, I'm learning eventually and I've learned a lot over the last four or five years to to be comfortable in my own skin that I don't have to prove myself anymore to anybody. So to answer your question in a longer answer based upon a short question is that probably over the course of time I was trying to prove myself that, uh, that I could uh, based upon the times that I was told I couldn't because I'm not and was not in many aspects, the most talented person, but I committed to say, nobody's going to outwork me, man. No one's going to outwork me. And that's a good thing, but it can also become a toxic thing. So I'm learning in my last half of life to sort of understand more often that I can enjoy the parts of life because it's not about making money money is nothing more than a, a tool a bartering system concept that we have and it really means very little and it should mean very little because the quality of life that we have and the personalities we have and the conversations we have the time i can be on uh, tommy's podcast these are gifts man and we've got to really understand the unique times that we have and and I'm fully into this moment right now as we have this time because I realize what I'm saying is listening. Uh, there are people listening to this around the world. And because of that, the words that I just said, they I want them to mean something. And that's kind of where my life has shifted, if you will.
0: Brilliant answer. I like that you're not trying to prove yourself. I definitely, I think when I got into weightlifting in middle school and high school, that was for me. I just liked it. I was like, this is fun. I love the discipline. I love I love how it looks. Like, I feel great. When I when I turned as a freshman in college into kind of pre-med mode, that was, as much as I wanted to do it, and I was aware of it even then, I was also, I, I was always meathead Tommy. All right, he can do a lot of push-ups, but he's an idiot. He's stupid, yeah. Yeah. There was something to me that was like... I want to be a doctor, but it was also like, screw all of you. Like, I'm not just going to get an A. I'm going to get into medical school. And I did it. And then, you know, after my my brother took his life in 2014, gained a bunch of weight, you know, really just kind of let everything go. I love this podcast. I have more passion for this than I ever did trying to get into medical school. There is still an aspect of proving where I'm like, I had so many friends write me off as, ah, oh, he peaked, he got into medical school, tragic story, lost his brother. That's the end of Tommy and lived with my parents for five years. You know, all my friends are getting married having kids and I'm living above my parents' garage at 30, like not cool. And there's still a lot that I can identify with. I know for a fact, I can feel it right in my mind. It's like, yeah. I want to succeed, but it's also like, like I'm, I'm going to prove all of you wrong. And, Perhaps a good motivator, but I think you are correct that the big, big picture of that is it's probably toxic because what do you do once you've proved them all wrong? Then what? Yeah,
1: I can tell you from, um, I I thought probably Tommy achieving certain things would be uh, good. You've arrived. That kind of thought process, man. But, But that's a hollow thing. I remember clearly when I was on the power team, world-famous power team. There's only probably been less than 100 people in the history of the world that have been on that thing. And and I thought to myself that when I get on that power team, I'm going to be able to say that I was one of those men that did that. And I've been all over the world. And I remember really well one day that just kind of taking all that in and saying – To myself you know and and this is not something i'm proud of i've arrived but when when that happened a little bit of pride came in because that's a dangerous step too you you want to remain humble and humility because if you don't and pride comes in pride comes before a fall and so there's that i think that driving yourself though to prove them quote unquote wrong is I- at least in my world and it probably resonates with you quite honestly in it all of us there's a doubt that voice inside that I don't know maybe they're right maybe they're not but in reality it's it's we doubt ourselves hmm. we doubt ourselves and, and it's self-doubt that that sort of um can hold us back or propel you on. At some point in time though the acceptance that Tommy's okay and Mark's okay, that's wisdom to get that. It doesn't mean we stop working hard. It doesn't mean we start pursuing dreams. It doesn't mean we stop dreaming and having vision and trying to achieve things. But it means that whatever happens, I'm okay. Hmm.
0: I'm okay. Yeah, there's a there's a palpable solidity in that confidence that – I would like to think I'm approaching more and more because I've, I've hit these. Mo- I can't wait to get a hundred subscribers. I can't wait to get a thousand. I can't wait to get 10,000. I can't wait to have a video that breaks a thousand, 10,000, a million. I can't wait to break a hundred episodes, 500, all these great things. And it's very good to push yourself. I, I am a big believer in that, but there's also like, uh, it, it's, it's arriving at like a really cool hotel room. Like a like a just a the King presidential suite, but you're by yourself. Yeah. it's beautiful and you're very proud of yourself and you're like dude you, you did it and you proved it to yourself and that's great and it's, you know a good moment with God and all that good stuff but then you're just sitting in like a really cool penthouse but none of your friends are there and you're like yeah, this is cool but it's empty and I've found that even just today meditating I was like what do I like at the very core not what do I want to improve or impress other people with I was like what do I want? And I'm finding more and more that I need to pursue a life that isn't just, I can't justify myself by my GPA or how many pushups I can do or the podcast. And it's more and more like, what am I truly, what is that? That when you get in a hot shower and you just go, like I want that feeling of like, I don't care who's looking at it. What is that? Is that a relationship? Is that being a better brother or a son or a friend? I want that. And I feel like I can pry your mind because you've done everything. And I can Mm -hmm. sort of almost, if I could be so cocky, I feel like I'm reaching into the future and having a chat with probably a good estimation of what I imagine I will continue to do is just work and do things.
1: Well, I hope that it, it is your future and more. And I can say that to you sincerely, sincerely because um, everyone that I, ever, I speak to that happens to be uh, less senior in age on planet Earth than I am have had less birthdays. Um, I've learned this over time, and probably this is probably in the last five years. Um, I believe that I'm, I'm called to sort of be a father figure to many you know, in that way, and uh, and I, I, I trust that that's happening even as we converse. Um, the same time, too, to your point, uh, and I think this, it's very poignant to people to understand this, uh, people that are high achievers are people that lead the way. They're people that are not afraid to take risk. They're people that are not afraid to take chances. They don't do it because it gives them a the thrill. They do it because it has to be done to see if it can be done. And that's all good, but leadership means there's a lot of lonely times out there where there's like, damn, I'm here by myself. Mm-hmm. What the crap is going on? And I almost equate it to standing on the front edge of the Titanic. You know, remember the yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio standing there like this, you know, with his arms wide open and, and it, you know, the wind and, and the waves and you're cutting that trail through the ocean. And my wife and I have kind of felt like that a lot of times, you know, because we're like, man, where are the people, man? You know, we're here at this great resort or whatever. And uh, it's like, I, I want people around, but I don't want people around. And because I don't want them to waste my time mm-hmm. because I'm not going back there. You know, I don't have time for that. I, I need to drag you out of here because out of here is, this is the future. This is where you need to go. But then you have that moment where you look back, and if you have the courage to look back, you look back at the waves on the left and the right that that are residual back there, and you realize that you had the blessing of being part of that, Mm -hmm. of that change. And and that is something that both my wife and I are probably in the uh, uh, middle of the exploration and realization process now.
0: Okay. Do you feel that there is any is 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 compromise a form of surrender or is it being pragmatic and and by that i mean addressing every little feeling i have of you know well once i've mastered this and mastered that and mastered that you kind of go further and further inward and it's to you know personal relationship with god consciousness what's the nature of being and sometimes i go you know what It might just be the human condition that there is a feeling of emptiness and you know what the vast majority of people that have ever lived on this planet have had a worse life than me and part of me goes you're not gonna understand every feeling be happy that your limbs work that you don't have cancer that your rent is paid that I'm not in a bombed-out city and if you feel lonely or unfulfilled at times hey that's the least of your worries but then the other achiever part of me is like, yeah, but that's a loser mindset to go. Ah, well, we can't win it all. Part of me is like, no, you can. You can reach like total oneness with God. What, what are your thoughts on on that? Is is it being realistic to go? Hey, just enjoy it for what it is. Or is that, um, is that shirking the, the. The will to to go for gold.
1: I think you winners, leaders Never stop striving for excellence. Leaders and winners never stop winning. That's why they're known as winners. and That's why they're known as leaders. Compromise is not okay. uh, Because we're really in this, um, it's a war, if you will. It's a war of battle of self, right? You know, and this inner war, if you just give up, life can kind of run over and control you. If you don't give up, you'll control life, life that you need to live, but life doesn't need to live on you. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like an interesting dichotomy there. And and we have been completely blessed. And, and that's a realization we must understand. Man, I wasn't born in a country that has bombed out cities. I was not born to a family that lived in the middle of a desert away from a city there was no running water. Um, we are blessed people, and people that have been given much, much is required. And if we look for rewards on this earth as the sole purpose for existing on earth, we're going to see that shortness there. I have to always bring myself back to the idea of, of who God is to me. And he brought me here. He He, he, he made me. He selected me. He brought plucked me out of eternity to have me have this conversation right now with Tommy. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, You know, and I think about that from a broad standpoint, Tommy, and I think, man, you know, we're pretty darn fortunate. And you're right. We need to count our blessings every day. And and God forgive me when I don't. Because sometimes when we don't, we're just getting plumb selfish. That's what it boils down to. And self-centeredness is not about selflessness. Self-centeredness is not about leadership. No, that's about egoism and narcissism. And, well, there's a lot of that in the world today. Hmm. Um, we live our lives for a higher purpose, a higher cause that is really uh, bigger in this world. It's, it's really leaving, leaving a legacy of, of hope for people.
0: Hmm. Is that part of the, I think it's the right word, the ineffable, the unknowable? is that part of it in that there is some humility in there and you can check all the boxes. You can be in the best shape. You can, the best mental health you can, you can do charity work to help others and learn. And you know, all of the, just the, the ideas of being like the ideal human and, and really just almost being like a, like a, you know, like a Greek statue, just like you did it all. Is there something to also understanding that you know next to nothing, that you have a vague idea of God and the cosmos, and that you are still even at the even the most accomplished people in all of human history are really have just climbed up the first stair of the pantheon of just eternality. Is that does that am I does that make any sense? There is something about that yeah. mystery of it goes forever.
1: The minute we think we have it figured out We don't have it figured out. We show our ultimate weakness. The minute we realize that we don't have it figured out and never will, we need to keep asking that proverbial, awesome, amazing question, why? Yeah. Why is that? That's the beginning of courage. And that's the beginning of humility, to know that you don't have it figured out. And and I know a lot of stuff about a lot of things, and even with the human body. Um, But I don't, don't know everything. Tommy, there are people that come to us that I've worked with uh, around this world, and I've seen some amazing things. They get better many, many times. Probably most of the time, I kind of know why. But there are some times I don't have a clue. I don't know why they got better. I just know they got better, and I am okay with that. I don't need to know that. Now, that doesn't stop me from asking for what I believe is the most valuable thing, that we should be asking for. And that's called wisdom. Tommy, I ask for wisdom every day. And, and, and the Bible talks about the passage where if you ask for wisdom, it will be granted unto you. And I have asked for wisdom and do ask for wisdom, and I want more wisdom every day. Because for me, the ability to have wisdom gives me the perspective that i can look at information and knowledge and occurrences and situations and people and circumstances and i can know with wisdom what is good about that what is not good about that have true discernment and that helps me navigate the unknown Uh, knowing full well there's
0: unknown and there will always be unknown yes there okay yeah, I always think. What's the JFK quote? You know, don't don't pray for easier lives. Pray to be stronger men. I've always tried to like walk that out in my mind. I'm like, well, praying to be a stronger man is in a sense still asking for an easier life. You're you're going. I don't. I'm not asking for the dumbbells to be lighter. I'm asking for bigger biceps. And it's like, in, in through the right. transitive property, you're still asking for it to be lighter. So then I go. Will give me the drive to become stronger. Well, that's another cop out. So why don't you have the drive? That's you're still you're taking out a loan to pay off a loan to pay off a loan to pay off a loan. And so the most I've 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 got to the center of, and I think you said it through wisdom. But I always ask God for awareness. I say at the Mm. very least, let me know what I need. I'll do the work. I'll get up. I'll walk today. I walked through the rain to go to the gym you socks <sighs> and it's you don't pray for the push-ups to, to be easier you don't you, you accept it all but it's we can so easily fool ourselves and go no oh, no i don't want it to be easier i want to be stronger well why aren't you stronger why well, don't have the drive we'll pray for the drive well, why don't you have the drive because i have to eventually you hit the bottom where you go you just have to transform suckiness into do it and you go i wake up i'm yeah. tired. There is no secret. There's no quote. There's no song that you just go, just start walking to the gym. And at that, the core of that is simply awareness to know what you have to do. Is that kind of the the same as asking for wisdom?
1: It is. You know, wisdom is really by definition the uh, correct use of knowledge Mm. and the correct application of saying the opposite of wisdom, Tom, is foolishness, Mm. which is the incorrect use of knowledge and the incorrect application of same so what you're talking about is being aware of knowledge and being able to apply it correctly that's exactly the same thing Mm. right it's good that is wisdom and um and nothing that creates strength in a person is easy it doesn't work like that our spiritual emotional physical manifestations of strength come from working through pain and they work from difficult situation. The greatest life experience one can have is really the development of physical muscles through weight training. Yes. It's really interesting. You know, the application is there, you know, with the idea of progressive resistance training, we go in there and the whole idea is to create damage and pain. Yeah. So, you know, people got to, get that in their thick skull, you know, when you do a biceps curl, you're trying to put enough load on that tendon as your muscle shortens and pulls that lower arm up towards your shoulder. And in the process, you're forcing the body to bring mineralization or osteoblastic activity in your bone to make the bone thicker so it doesn't break. At The same time, by the way, the little muscles that you're using to shorten, they're like, Oh my God! What is this? And they start getting microscopic tears. Yeah, and then you—that's it. You feel um, sore. That's because inflammation is dealing with an immune activation. That's dealing with the resolve of this structural damage. So you have a tear down, and then you have a build back up again. But the unique thing about the body is it has a compensatory effect, meaning it will build up again and compensate so that if you face that load again, it won't tear down as bad. Well, that's got a dual edged sword to it, doesn't it? Because if you do the same things over and over again, you're going to get the same results, Mm -hmm. whether good or bad, but you're not going to get progressive results. And that's a bad thing. So you have to continue to face and force and progress with more challenge. And as you do that, you've got to face more pain because if you don't face pain, and you don't have some pain, there's no growth. And it's not about simply the old slug and no pain, no gain. But it is to a point. You have to subject yourself to this greater resistance so that you can get a little bit of pain. Maybe you won't feel it, but your body will. And then you have some gain out of it. And that's the same thing as spiritual and emotional muscles, too. They have to, they have to go through this development process through pain
0: i've i've said that so many times i started lifting weights in i think 2002 or three i was 13 uh, to this day i don't think there is a better teacher than weightlifting everything it's the all-encompassing master class yeah. i mean in terms of you know the wisdom of consistency of uh of you can lose it if you don't continue to work on it if uh the harder you push, the, you know, the better it gets. And, and you know, learning to love it and learning to know that there is no day off. This is just what you do now. It's not, well, I got to yeah. do this for a couple of years. No, this is just what you do until you die. And everything about it. And it makes the rest of the day easier. I would always say, you know, yep. when my friends ask me, like, how are you studying for the MCAT 12 hours a day? I would make the workout so horrible that I'll, I'd finish and be like, I cannot wait to just learn OChem." <laughs> Because this is, it's not whatever I'm doing in the gym. Yeah. It it is the best teacher in that. And I always bring this up is like that is the point of the gym. You once it stops hurting, and it's get no pain no gain. Sure, you can do things wrong. You can just be hurting yourself. But yes. it's it's also it's not rocket science, man. Like if it's not hurting, you're probably not getting anything. You may maintain, and that's okay. That's better than slipping. But man, if it's if you're trying to cut weight man like and you gotta eat spinach and eggs and uh-huh. yeah if you're not feeling some hunger you're probably not well i don't want to feel hungry well that's your body burning off the fat like it there is pain in there and that sucks once you realize there's no pain no gain but then it's it actually becomes reproducible you start to have the enlightenment where you go it's painful i'm doing it i'm doing the thing i'm Okay, I can do 50 push-ups. Do 55, and you start to feel that lactic acid burn, and you go, "I'm doing it." Instead of going, "Oh my God, what is this pain?" You don't go to the gym, and you're not confused by pain. When you start to feel it, you go, "There we go, we're 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 breaking the record. We're breaking we're breaking our personal record." You're okay. You're That's- doing it. That is the point, and I think it's applicable to everything, like even the podcast. If I start to feel cozy. I'm like what am I doing? Like could I do a yeah. better interview? I think I could have on a well I feel comfortable with this topic. Push it a little further. Well, I don't know about audio visual. Okay, well then let's start learning audio visual bitrate, kilobytes and CPU and okay, it hurts. I'm like I'm I'm pushing it. I'm I'm, I'm building it. I, guess, I remember. Yeah.
1: Years ago where I started uh tracking my workouts. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know, I would write those things down in a notebook and just carry a little pen in the notebook around, and flop it on the floor. And if I had a, a, a day where I achieved a better than the last time I did that particular workout, I'd put a little plus by it. And if I didn't, I'd put a minus there. And it was a reminder that the next time I saw that workout, I didn't, I didn't want to go minus. I had to go plus. Mm-hmm. And if I had a bunch of minuses in a row for several days, I realized I right, wasn't doing something right. So it's it's something that I've probably done now for twenty years. It's crazy. I I keep going through the notebooks and and I I, I keep some of them and then I get tired up and I trash them because yeah. all it does is mean something to me. It doesn't mean anything to anybody else. Yeah. um But you mentioned like going to the gym and and uh, maintaining a level of fitness. I've been pretty much at that every day for forty years. I, I probably missed a handful of days. That might have been traveling or something, but honestly, it's, it's part of who you are. Hmm. It's part of what you do. And it's part of um, just the fabric. And, and to me that I remember too, you know, like when I was um, younger, I used to, when I started training with weights, I was in my, my late teens, probably, you know, and um, I remember um, thinking when I get to one hundred and eighty five, man, I've got there. Then I remember thinking, if I get to 190, I've got I'm 200, that magic 200 number. And then you do the same thing with the amount of weight you lift. And in, in the arrival date never happened. And the satisfaction of, like, I'm done now never arrived. And I'm glad it didn't because, as you said earlier, that would have been sheer compromise in my life. Mm. And I, I just, I'm not going to stop. There's no reason to stop. There's every reason to continue.
0: Hmm. There is that... I think I had the realization, probably in college, so I don't know, early 20s, that... that there was no... like, placid middle ground. No. And I I think I had always been searching for it. Like, a, a place where I can just maintain the muscle. I can maintain the happiness. I can... And I, I wish there was. I wish there was a, a just a, a peaceful, kind of perfectly still lake. And maybe there is. Maybe that's enlightenment, and I'm not there yet. But I've, I finally just came to terms and accepted I wasn't happy about it, but I just accepted it for what it was, that I'm either slipping, I'm spending more money than I should, I'm eating more fast food than I should, I'm sleeping in more than I should, or I'm suffering and growing and that yeah. there is no middle of the seesaw. And eventually I just go, it is what it is. I, I got to accept the pain and move that way. Yeah. And there's a piece in that of where, yeah, I you know, a couple of years pass and uh, maybe move to a little more on from the pain of losing a brother. And then I lose an uncle. And you're like, okay, well, I'm over almost over this one, right? And then your girlfriend dumps you. And a couple of years later, you're almost there. And then, it's, and then your dog dies. And then it's the horizon <laughs> after horizon. And then you go, oh, the earth is a globe. I'm not reaching the horizon.
1: Mm-mm.
0: It's about just going forward every day. And it's it kind of, it's, yeah, if it's not painful, then like, you're probably not doing it correctly. The, what is that then? Is that just like one of the ineffable mysteries? Like, well, then why is that? Why is the nature of reality that no pain, no gain. Is that something that we just throw our hands up to and go, it is? I don't know.
1: Uh, life is never a promise to be easy. And uh, I don't believe it's supposed to be quite honestly because if you you look at our purpose in life, you know people have different purposes and different calls and different missions, different professions, however people want to uh, frame that. But within your purpose, your job is to be the, the, the best Tommy you can be. My job is to be the best Mark I can be. And no one can be Tommy and no one can be Mark. So that means there's a specific unique mission for you. And to fulfill that mission, you have to go out there and work at it because it's a, it's a continual fluid process of fighting through the battles of life that are going to try to knock Tommy and knock Mark off course.
0: Hmm.
1: And you got to be so locked in. That you don't back down to it because if you choose the the narrow road of being a leader of being a counterculture, a world changer a world influencer whatever the case may be you're, you're choosing a road that is less traveled and that road is never easy i mean you look at that from a, a, a just a simple nature standpoint A road less travel has more weeds on it and more rocks, and it's not beat down. It's not clearly a pathway. And it's hard. Sometimes you gotta climb over things, sometimes you gotta dodge things. Sometimes you might fall down and you gotta get back up again. The wide road is so wide and smooth, everybody's on that. Dude, I don't want to be on the wide road. I'm not afraid to go the narrow road. And I'm hoping that people find their own narrow roads because within that narrow road is, is, um, achievement, satisfaction. Oh, there's pain, but there's no regrets, man. Mm. You know, you don't want to live a life that's a would have, should have, could have. And I've watched people in my life, Tommy, and I've been on this planet almost 60 years now, dude. It's crazy to think about. I look at that and go, wow, you're an old man. I don't feel like that, but it's like, I don't want to live my life with the regrets when I leave earth of saying, man, I should have done that, or I should have went for that, or I could have done that if I had the courage and the guts to do it. I don't want to have those regrets. And I've watched people have them one too many times. And if I can encourage people with that thing right there, it's don't stop dreaming and don't stop achieving. Because if you do, you will have regret, and I don't want people to have that.
0: Hmm. I was just thinking as you were talking. Yeah, I'm just thinking about like driving. If you've ever driven 12 hours on the highway, you can kind of just like lapse in and out of consciousness. Yeah, if you've ever driven, yeah, if you've ever driven from like like Boston to Baltimore or something, you can you can glance at the dashboard and you're like what I've been doing for an hour and you listen to a yeah. podcast or a song you're like, when did I get out of like, when did I, when did I go through Brooklyn? You're like, I'm in like a farm now. You just, it did. It, it yeah. it's almost kind of freaky. You're like, did I, where am I? <laughs> right. And it's, that's so what I was thinking then like, when I like drive up to like where some of my family is in New Hampshire and you get into like the mountain roads and stuff. I mean, you gotta kind of, you stop with the one hand you, you do the two hand, you start doing the 10 and two you start going, you know, you're, you're hugging the up and down. You're actually, you're looking over. You're like remembering driving. You're like, oh, I gotta, I gotta make sure there's not like a logging truck coming. But I was just thinking of that while you're talking. And what does that do? Is it forces you awake? It forces you. Yeah. And now I was just thinking, well, what do I ask for every day? I ask for awareness. That's what pain is. Is it? You go to a gym and do a workout you've done a million times and don't increase the weights. It's kind of like driving on the highway. You can get lost in your. You can get it. You can get get on a phone call and you're talking to someone. You're just doing bench press. You ever get to a point where you're adding more plates? You're like, you got to hang up the phone. You're like, dude, hold on. I got to, you know, you're not, what am I doing tomorrow? Well, I'm going to interview Dr. Sherwood later and then tomorrow. No, you're on that that 15th pull-up and you're like, let's go. And it sharpens yeah. you into this moment. That's what asking for awareness is, is pain.
1: It is. And there's if people want the medical terminology for that, it's <laughs> neuroplasticity. Okay. right, The brain... In its uh, neuronal communications, you know, using neurotransmitters between our neurons and those synapses, the more as a child we can learn and do and achieve and so much because the brain is like so plastic and able to maneuver in all different areas because they have to be thinking, they have to be aware at all times. Mm -hmm. It's not automatic, right? As we age, we sort of fall into these routine things that we do every day and our neuron communication gets closer together and more focused more narrow and what is wired together will fire together but in the process of getting routine where we're not thinking and being aware anymore we lose the the capacity of doing and achieving new things and it's not that the brain is incapable and it's not that the brain can't remain plastic but the brain gets very rigid. And you watch people, Tommy, as they age. You watch them. Their world gets smaller. They travel less. They do less things. They, they don't like to break habits because it breaks their comfort zone. But the only way to get out of that is to get out of the comfort zone and become uncomfortable, which is a good thing, and it makes you think. Great example with driving. You know, If you've driven a road that you've drove 100 times, you might not remember driving that road. But if you drove a road that you've never driven before, I guarantee you're going to be paying attention. So this alertness allows us to grow. And like, I try to learn something new on a daily basis. I try to learn a new skill, a new, uh, subject, uh, a new system of the body that I'm not that familiar with. Um, a new thing about the constitution or a founding fathers and then try to expand the horizon in different areas. And I think it's very healthy, uh, to your point, we've got to maintain that neuroplasticity.
0: Hmm. Yeah. That, that awareness of, yeah. Right. Cause when you're brand new to the world, you, you don't, you don't have any frame of reference. No, like you're literally, first you got to learn how to walk and then you're like, what is that? And your parents are like, it's a tree. You're like, what's a tree? They're like it's a thing oh. that, Makes oxygen. You're like, what's oxygen? And like, you're constantly. It's like how they say the best way to learn a language is to go move to the country, and totally not, immersion. Yeah, yeah. My my old my older brother does that. He's that's how he learns. He's like he'll go just stay in a country. And it's to me that's terrifying. But I <laughs> I, I get it. And even now, like I got another monitor to put behind this camera because I've been doing a bunch of episodes where I'm looking at the guest here and the cameras over here, and. Constantly approving, I'm like, I need to look at the guest. And even now, I'm like, well, this one's a Mac, and I don't even know what that is. And even in the last two days, I kind of feel like I'm back in like, like a baby seat of the podcast. I've done 1,100 episodes, but in the last two days, I'm like, I actually have to be aware. I'm like, all right, Mr. Sure it's here, this thing's here, that thing's there, and I'm right back in it. And the the purpose of it is to grow, but it also it does sharpen you back into awareness and the ability to change and remain fluid which I guess that is the spice of life that it, that's where the pleasure of it comes in is I listen i I started like two years ago every day I decided I'm listening to an hour of an audiobook a day no matter what this is ten years after college right wow. now I'm listening to to guns germs and steel it's like a 30 hour audiobook tome of the history of man I'll be honest a lot of it goes over my head but I love that I'm learning stuff that I never knew about in a million years because you just get a little nugget. And as soon as it's over, as soon as this 30 hour audiobook's over, I got another one lined up that I don't want to listen to, but I'm going to listen to it.
1: Well, you're challenging yourself, which is good. And in the challenge of that, you, you do get stronger and that's challenging your, you know, your mental or your, your, uh, your faculties that you have. And it, And there's no question that the uh, wonder and the awe of the creation of the world and mankind and the curiosity we have, you know, curiosity is really the birth of science, isn't it?
0: Hmm.
1: And it's like, why is that? I want to know why that is. And it's nothing more than hypotheses after hypotheses after hypotheses. Well, I think that this means this, and let me see what I can do to prove that. And if it's true, that's rest and that's called science and then if it's not true oh well, i guess that's not true anymore let's keep moving right and so all the inventions and the technology we have and uh, the advancements we have even the ability to do a podcast is based upon that very thing right there somebody had the dream somewhere and said i wonder if we can do this hmm. and somebody else probably said no, i bet you can't yeah and, and you know it, it, the people that achieve things are those that will say well I'm going to go for it and see
0: what can happen. Yeah. So kind of, and this is where where we'll approach something where we won't be able to find an answer, but it's just, we're throwing around all, all these ideas. So we're talking about all these things. of like how to navigate space and time and pain and pleasure and wisdom and all that good stuff. But every once in a while, I'll just, slow down during meditation and i'll just ask like like what is it like what is what is so you're playing a video game like you're learning you're learning the plot that's how you take down the bad guy here's the combination here's the cheat code but eventually you've played the game enough sometimes you just start looking around in the game you're like this is cool but you know what it is you go it's on a screen and it's on a computer that's plugged in do you ever just stop and, regardless of the lesson and the wisdom and what is God and what, you know, make the world a better place and atoms and physics, do you ever just slow down and go, well, what is what is it? Just the thing What that is. What, what is that? There isn't nothing. That's at right. the very core. You go, I am. Do you ever just and there? I don't know, even know if there's a. Le- it's more of a playfulness, but do you ever just? What is it? What is the thing itself? What is the the medium? What is the? Why is it? Yeah, I, there's there's a lot of days I do that. I don't
1: necessarily, uh, you know, talk about it a lot. But in all transparency, of course, you know, there's there's days where I go, oh, what the heck? What's going on? This? Yeah, and I, I sometimes go, even what I think I know, it's not even true, <laughs> you know? So I, I'll ask myself, I'll question myself, like, sometimes. And and I was talking to my wife just a few days ago, and I don't remember what we were talking about, but it was in that mode probably for something, some reason, I don't really remember, but I remember looking at her and said, you know, I, I sometimes wonder <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> You know, it's like, she's like, what are you talking about? You do this? Well, I just sometimes wonder if that's even right. And she goes, oh, geez, just shut up, you know, keep yeah. going. You know? And she's right, but it is normal to question the very essence of existence from time to time, I think.
0: Yeah, no, you can't get too hung up on it. And I think. No Because, so, like I mean you get really deep into meditation or you go out into go out into the woods and you know you know take take like a psilocybin dose, and you can get into some curious what is the- and there is some calmness in there where you go what it's playful it's it's yeah it's you smile, you go what, what is this but i always i always kind of bring come back down, and that's where I sort of lean on the routine sometimes I'm like, yeah, I don't know what it is." just go to the gym, just turn on the audiobook, just do the thing. But there is Yeah, you what am I even doing? It's like, "Well, Tommy, you're doing a podcast." No, no, no. I mean, what am I yeah. doing? Well, we're talking about pain and growth and move. No, no, no. What what is this? And I don't I think you could sit there forever and contemplate it and you'll never know and it is like you said it, you don't really talk about it cuz it's hard to talk about it. it's hard to wrap words around but it's the slipperiness of just i don't know what well, i guess if i if it wasn't i wouldn't be here questioning it but it is so I, <laughs> yeah. I it's a it's a weird fortune cookie there's no bottom to it i don't know i guess i just kind of wanted to float that at you is just Am I the only one? I, I just want to know that I'm not alone going, What the hell is this?
1: No, I think it's it's normally question the very existence of who we are, Tommy. You know, I know that um, people don't like to necessarily talk about it because it brings to this area of discomfort, you
0: know. Because
1: mm. they, they get stuck in this like uh, you know, well I believe this and I believe that. But I think there's um there's growth in that, you know and in, in just the awareness that we don't have it figured out that we can ask questions of self and what we think we know i think that takes great courage to talk about i think it creates great courage to explore and i think in the uh, question of why all of that there is uh there's a, a beautiful development that can happen in all of us in our character mm-hmm. because to to as we talked earlier to really realize that you You're just, there's so much you don't know. And it makes you come about that big sometimes, small on the earth, you know, small in the idea of of eternity. What is that? You know, if eternity, that freaks me out because eternity always has been, always will be, and always was. And eternity swallows up the concept of time. And if that's true, then you and I right now are sitting in eternity, having the conversations going, dude, remember those days? But it's like, it's it's all together. It's all here. It's now, and it's like that's freaky to think about, but it shows you of the um, enormity and the immense awesomeness that is the unknown, mm. right? And I, I think there's that's kind of cool to think about in a way because it, it makes you want to pursue um, understanding truth more and seeking it out more. And, there, and when you seek out truth, um, you're going to find it. And you got to keep seeking. It doesn't just, it just doesn't come because truth is so immense that we can't grasp it all.
0: It allows you to be a child again and go, totally. and go. I can't believe Santa's coming tonight. <laughs> I don't know how he does it, but I can't believe Santa's coming tonight.
1: When I was a kid, there was a time in my life, and this is a, a really interesting story. Um, I was in elementary school. And I don't remember what grade I was in, probably sixth grade, maybe. I don't know. At that point, it wasn't middle school. It was elementary school. We had elementary school, junior high, and high school. Uh, But I remember the teacher asked, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? And uh, you have have something you want to be? And, of course, our our little hands went up, you know, and you didn't think that the teacher was going to call on you. Not really. But when they did, it was like, uh-oh, you lock up a minute, and you just say the first thing that comes to your mind. And I remember she called on me, and I said, well, I want to be a professional baseball player, you know. And I said that, and, of course, some other kids laughed at me because I wasn't the best baseball player on my team, you know. But it's okay, right? And so, anyway, to make a long story very short, she had all of us in the class. Take a little piece of paper, you know, a little piece of paper. And she had us write down on that paper what our dream was. And, and she said, I want you to put that in your pocket and I want you to hang on to that paper until your dream comes true. Like, okay. So I, I believed her, man. I did. I don't know if anybody else did or not and i i put that paper and i kept it for all those years and i got my driver's license several years later and put it behind my driver's license and i i kind of forgot about it but i remember clearly when i was in the country of australia and i was in the middle of my short but realistic professional baseball career it hit me one day <laughs> dude that paper and i went back and I got my driver's license out and I pulled it and I couldn't find it. I was like, where'd that paper go, man? I want to see if that's still there. And I turned my driver's license over and it was stuck to the backside of my driver's license. And the paper was white and then it was a little bit like yellowed, right? Yeah. And I peeled it off there, real, real neat and I looked at it and there in my little sixth grade elementary block print were the words, I will become a professional baseball player. Dude, that was like this time where I was like dreams can come true and all you have to do is believe like a little kid. Yeah. You know, can I really do that? And probably in a sense, that wonder and awe of really? Is that really possible? Has has been kind of a, a little bit of a underlying driving force probably.
0: There is that there is that sort of like innocent almost naive but also indescribably optimistic kind of like in your like and I always I come to terms with it by saying like it's okay to have dreams that you keep to yourself you like you don't if you know it's going to get shot down you don't need to bring it up and it's that doesn't mean be a softy but it's like I have my own dreams with this podcast where it's like sometimes that is the the beauty of like the child is like you're not letting anyone else ruin your idea there's a great quote and it, it's a uh, privacy is power people can't destroy what they don't know and well
1: none of their business either yeah well that's you know, it right?
0: and i find even with this podcast you know yet sometimes the 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 older i started this when i was 29 the older rational mind comes in and it's like well you need to find a way to make money in the podcast industry saturated blah blah, blah and, and then you kind of let that go, and go, yeah, 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 sure, sure. And then you have the kind of little kid imagination of, like, what if it came, what if I just kept pushing? And you keep it quiet. It's like a little tiny fire. You, you know, you you shelter it from the wind and the rain. But you just keep it there. And like you said about the baseball player, I'm not there yet. But more and more, every once in a while, I'll stop and I'll be like, I remember when I was just really excited about the idea of this making a dollar. And now I'm like, it pays. <laughs> it pays for my rent and i'm like this is insane and yeah. it's i have bigger and bigger goals on the horizon but there is that kind of little playful innocence in you where it's like dude it's okay to just keep dreaming like you no one could tell me with a straight face that elon musk doesn't have that like dreamy childhood you don't just build rockets and like be a serious businessman like come on come on
1: yeah, in every one of us, um, even even um, the Bible talks about you know, uh, oh, to become more like a child. Yes, you know, Jesus said, and so there's a reason for that because children or the naivety is kind of a beautiful thing. Hmm. They believe in make believe. They believe in dreaming, and and they can make it a reality. And they have such joy about them, you know. They can um, they can believe they're anything. And, and they can achieve that. It may not be reality to anybody else, but it is to them. As we adults grasp that truth, you know, we can actually bring change to our life in a very positive, constructive way. Because to become limited, to become too adult, you know, too mature, too, too like uppity for, for that kind of dreaming, we become stiff and rigid and our our brains get locked in and I don't think there's as much joy potentially in life like that, and I think you mentioned Elon Musk. That guy, he probably has the the the, the wonder of of a of a child. Why can't we achieve yeah. that? But I submit to you and everybody that's listening right now that the recipe for greatness and to achieve great dreams and great things on earth for the betterment of mankind, for the betterment of your fellow man, is rooted in the very things you talked about. The ability to just believe,
0: hmm.
1: and uh, I can't tell you how many people I've had in my life. You, you say you can't do that, frankly. I don't anymore necessarily share with many people what we got planned because I figured I don't need their discouragement because that just gets in my way.
0: Mm-hmm. And then that's also kind of full circle. That comes back to the confidence. where for... yeah, I don't. I don't share with. A lot of things I do talk about on this podcast, but that's I don't nearly. That's the tip of the iceberg. All that stuff I'm like, that's for me because I don't need anybody to to crap on it, and I also nope. don't need anybody to pat me on the back and go, "That's a good dream." It's that is confidence. Is yeah, that like you said, you ask someone, you ask someone that's 32 like me, you like, what do you? Want? I want my podcast to be the biggest in the world, and you you kind of say it cheapest really. You ask it to a kid, like you said, I want to be a professional baseball player. Yeah. It's just full, the confidence of like the best looking guy in, on campus that just goes up to a girl and is like, Do you want to go get a drink? Like, he doesn't even bat an yeah. eye. It's just his heart rate doesn't even go up a beat. It's just like, What's up? Like, you want that confidence of like, yeah. your child has it. What do you want to do? Like, I want to have rockets take off and land. You didn't even bat an eye. You just, that's what I'm going to do.
1: I don't I care. Know. We'll
0: figure it out. I don't, that's what it is i needed this talk thank you i will i'll 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 send you a check for the therapy
1: (laughs) no it's good man because like in in encouragement there's power in that man what is that that is like um in filling and infusing someone else with courage
0: Hmm.
1: and there's there's something about that that happens when people have a heart-to-heart talk and it becomes very um uh, you know, granular. It just happens. It's, it's organic, and that's beautiful. And that's why you know your podcast is going to continue to be appealing to people because it's it's an organic conversation that pulls out the deep meanings and deep uh, personalities of people and life in general. And people can take what they get and what they learn, and they can apply it to life, Mm. and it becomes a benefit, so it becomes an anchor for many people, which is like seeds being planted that are going to grow, and so, you know, I think your dream, I mean, I I think it's awesome, and I think it's going to be a cool thing to be a part of seeing it occur. Thank you, sir,
0: yeah, and that's the other thing, is I know it's a good podcast, when I forget we're doing a podcast, when I just feel like I'm on, I'm like, why am I on a Zoom call with this guy? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm doing a show. Like, oh, sh- people are watching this. Like, I just forget about it entirely. That's, yeah. And also, there's the aspect of, of vulnerability as each, as the guest and the host, each kind of, you each kind of putting your poker chips out and being like, you're being more mm-hmm. and more, more vulnerable. The potential for the conversation to get better and better, the ceiling increases. And not, once you realize you're like, oh, we're just in this like happy, Safe space of just throwing ideas out and talking about being a kid. I mean, you really can just explode into anything, and that is beautiful. Oh. I appreciate it, man. I needed this. I, I genuinely, I needed this conversation today. Thank you.
1: Well, oh, you're welcome. I always appreciate you having me, too, man. It's
0: good. Thank you, sir. And again, thank you for your patience with the rescheduling last week. And in the description, I have all of the websites and links you gave me last time. So, guys, if you want to check out more of Doctor Sherwood, go into the description. Dr. Sherwood, uh, you don't have a choice. I'd love to have you on here again.
1: Oh, man, you just reach out. I'm, I'm in. I just appreciate what you do. And uh, uh, it's an honor to know you, man.
0: Thank you. You as, you as well. It really is. A, a, I love you, man. I genuinely mean that from the bottom of my heart. I love you. I think you're a beautiful soul. Thank you, sir.
1: You're welcome. I love you too, man. It's grateful to be here. Thank you, sir.
0: Guys, thank you so much for watching. Dr. Sherwood, Till next time, stay safe, everybody. Thank you for watching. Peace.